The IWC has given their opinions on why they think AEW is better than WWE, and we respond to them next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. One of the most popular reasons why AEW is better than WWE in the eyes of the IWC is creative freedom and unscripted promos, Ralph. That is probably the most popular responses that I got to that. What are your thoughts to people saying creative freedom and unscripted promos is why AEW is better? Uh, I think in some cases, they're certainly right. I think in some cases, some people should not be allowed to go out there and say whatever they would like to say. Uh, and that goes for WWE or AEW because really, promos are an art form. They you are. can't just take any wrestler and have them go out there and say whatever they want and have them you know, attempt to get over because sometimes the things they want to say fall flat. Um, you know, there was a recent article I just sent to you. I think it was yesterday with Jungle Boy. And he pretty much said flat out, if they ask him to do a promo, he more or less tries to avoid it. Now, that's the guy that's going to go out there and main event. So would you want to mm-hmm. trust him in a situation where he's expected to go out there and cut a promo? You know, wrestling is essentially uh, characters. It, it is, it is an, a, a guy or a girl or whoever. Um, they're the best wrestlers. The ones that are most successful is their personality turned up to 10. Right. Um, you know, so in some cases, if they can take that that character and, and they can transcend that and it, it connects with the fans, then that's great. You know, some of the best people to do it in professional wrestling history, uh, Steve Austin, The Rock, Ric Flair, uh, Jericho, whoever you want to point out, they are very good on uh, not just in the ring, but they're also great on promos. Um, but that being said, there are some people who have all the technical ability in the world aren't very good in that caliber. So, you know, it, I think it's a little bit of give and take. I think you need to know who to allow certain creative freedom to. I think Kevin Owens is a guy who can cut great promos. And I think Vince gives him a certain amount of leeway to be able to go, to go out there and trust him to cut promos. But in other cases and other situations, you know, a guy like we just talked about Braun Strowman, that wouldn't be his strong suit. Would you want to be the owner of a company, hand him the mic and say, go out there and entertain people? Uh, maybe not so much. Right, right. Now, I think a lot of things, too, when people say creative freedom, I think of how Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash were given creative control in WCW in their contract. That's creative freedom. Whatever they say goes. What they're given in AEW is not creative freedom. They're given creative input. And just along the lines of what you said with the promos, some people with creative input is not always a good thing. And case in point, WWE, this past Monday on Monday Night Raw, we saw this new character of Nikki Cross. And actually, one of the responses that I saw on Facebook for our post was, here's one reason AEW doesn't do this to their talent. And that was a picture of Nikki Cross's new superhero gimmick. That's from Alejandro GC on Facebook. She pitched the idea. She pitched the idea of this superhero gimmick. And everyone on social media crapped on it. And then the next day it was found out that Nikki Cross pitched that idea. So one, Vince does listen to the wrestlers and give like allows creative input at some times, but just because they get creative input doesn't mean it's a good thing. Fans will still crap on it. Um, in certain instances, I think uh, whether it's Tony Khan or whether it's Vince McMahon, you have to have the ability to tell them like, no, this is not a good idea. Tony Khan, there was just uh, an article that came out and that he pretty much just t- said, you know, the Woken Matt Hardy gimmick, he wasn't too big on it. Right. Uh, it, it, it worked in impact because it was a very much smaller sample set, um, much smaller fan base. And it was it was niche. They bought into it. It was great. 
They tried to do it at a certain level in the WWE with him and him and uh, Bray Wyatt. It, it didn't work for the masses. He went to AEW. It didn't necessarily catch on. Now, whether that's a, a matter of not having fans there, I, I guess you could say you'll never really know if it wasn't going to catch on. But look, something like that. That is a case where, you know, much like what's going on with Alexa Bliss, what 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 was going on with The Fiend, that's going to cater to a certain percentage of a subset of the fan base. Not everybody's going to be willing to buy into that because right. it's like hocus pocus. There's teleportation involved with it. It, it. It's just it's silly. You know, and I know that, you know, certain instances don't necessarily apply to that rule, like The Undertaker and, and Papa Shango and things like that. But. You know, those guys, for whatever reason, were able to make it work and people bought into it. Why people don't buy into Matt Hardy as Woken Matt Hardy or Broken Matt Hardy, I'm not entirely sure. But at the end of the day, this is an example of you you can't just allow your talent to call the shots and go out there and do whatever they want. Right. And I agree. I think to the most part, I think Vince McMahon and Tony Khan, both of them, I think, make decisions that they think is best for their promotion. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, some people are more on social media. It's a lot more vocal. People go behind the keyboards and explain why things are good, why things are bad. One might lead to the other. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to the the IWC, that is really AEW's fan base. And I think when they when you know your fan base, it's easier to cater to them. And I think that's where Jason Skibaris is tweeting here on, a, uh, on our post. He says, AEW knows what they are and which audience they have to cater to. They understand that too many pay-per-views can hurt the company. And by having four pay-per-views a year, each event feels like an attraction and long-term stories yeah. can mean something when they do them right, which WWE struggles with. So, yes, I think a, a lot of the comments that we got uh, in this little survey that I did was, they listen to the fans. One of the reasons they listen to the fans, long-term storytelling. And the fact that there's only four pay-per-views instead of one every month. Uh, I, I think that kind of caters to what the fan base wants. And when you know the fan base, it's easy to listen to them. And Tony Khan, I think, does a good job at listening to his fan base. Yeah, and I think what? When they do that show in New York, what's that, a couple of months now? That's in September. Okay, so that will really be a good indication as to uh, where they currently are at. You know, how much of a nerve are they striking? How much How much uh, of a finger do they have on the pulse of what professional wrestling fans want? Because for whatever reason, it seems like, and I think you and I are kind of in the, the uh, not the norm with this. Minority, yeah. The minority here. It seems like you either are all in, no pun intended, on with AEW, or you're 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 not. You're yeah, nope, that's not for me. And a lot of people have a hard time calling it like they see it. You know, whether they like certain portions of AEW Dynamite or uh, uh, AEW Pay Per View, you you can't call it down the middle. You can't be critical of the the product. Uh, and you know that's that's another thing. You know, where where do certain people lie? I think. When that show happens, are they going to be able to sell out, you know, 20, 30, however many thousand people that it seats? That'll be a good indication as to how much of a finger they have on the pulse of what the professional wrestling fans want. I think that they have a good sense of what their fan base wants. Um, And I think there's a a good percentage of people who who aren't interested in AEW for whatever reason. Um, 
So that that's going to be interesting. I think that, you know, the, with the pay-per-views, having them spread out throughout the course of the year, having four larger ones, that's definitely a good idea. Um, scarcity is is their friend in that sense, because like like they said, it makes it more attractive. It makes mm-hmm. the build to them a little bit more intriguing in certain cases, in certain situations, right. you can build up the match. Um, and having it feel like it's more important because there's not a pay-per-view every single month and it doesn't seem like throwaway pay-per-views. It seems like you could see something special on each one. Right. And you also have the, I like you can build, okay, here's our end point for all out. Let's say, how do we get from now to all out without, you know, repeating stuff. Whereas WWE, it's like, by the time this pay-per-view happens, you have to build another story for the next pay-per-view and these writers, Granted, they don't even know who the WWE champion is. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I did see that. That story where this new writer is like, oh, her name is Bobby Ashley. That, that's bad. That's really bad that the writers don't even know who the WWE champion is. Very bad. But to go with what I'm saying here, when you know where the end game is and you have three months to build it, you can you can build it. And if something doesn't quite go right, you could pivot and go a different direction and AEW, I think, for the most part, when they realize there's a mistake, they do a creative way of pivoting and getting that, you know, find a different story. Case in point, the exploding barbed wire death match. The ending was definitely a botch, and Eddie Kingston selling this massive explosion that wasn't there. So, like, okay, how can we tell this, that th- this, you know, uh, he's selling this explosion that didn't happen, and he tells a story. Was it the greatest explanation? No, but at least they did it. Unlike WWE, sometimes something happens and it just is dropped and they don't tell you why. Aleister Black gets released from WWE right after Big E attacks him. No explanation as to, you know, why the story stops. Stuff like that irritates viewers. It really does because you want a story told, but then if it just stops, what the hell are you doing? There's no no, uh, payoff to it, which AEW usually... When they have a story, they pay it off. Yeah, and if they, they, they either have a payoff or it seems like, like you said, and you know, I guess that could be a little bit of a, a, a criticism of AEW in certain situations. If it's not working, sometimes it seems like they just drop it or somebody's magically not on TV. That does happen in WWE. It seems to happen more frequently in WWE. Um, but I think with AEW, like with the barbed wire situation, I'm, I'm sorry, the exploding deathmatch situation, they can pivot off of that. And that's, right. that's obviously something that, you know, WWE in some instances does not do very well. Right. And I think one thing that the IWC loves about AEW is the fact that there's a focus on the actual wrestling. Uh, Skinny Sant says there's something for everyone. The roster is stacked with people ranging from 21 to 65 years old. And there's match types like blood and guts when necessary. There's all different styles of wrestling. The roster has, you know, a wide age group and they have matches like blood and guts that are used when necessary. Unlike WWE, for example, using hell in a cell as a gimmick pay-per-view. So they'll basically find ways to just write in a hell in a cell match just to have hell in a cell in that pay-per-view. Yeah. And having that many, so you had a hell in a cell match on the Friday on Friday night, SmackDown with Roman. They had a pay-per-view with multiple matches and then they had it on raw again. So That that definitely diminishes the value and the importance of the match itself. Um, the one thing I will say is I think that one thing that we're starting to see with WWE, 
they're over the course of the years they've they've had this large percentage of their fan base become so disenfranchised with what they've been doing in the direction that they've been going because of you know whether it's been backstage backstage issues and rumors guys be uh guys being let go from the company uh deals with Saudi Arabia you can go through the whole list of the issues that that people have chosen to stop watching and because they've checked out they unfortunately have missed some of the good things that they have done obviously you know, they're going in the right direction, in my opinion, with Roman. So mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. They have built up Drew McIntyre. They yep. have built up Bobby Lashley. But it's like, okay, well, only that small percentage of their fan base that's left is le- is is still watching. And for diehard wrestling fans who aren't watching anymore, you miss out on certain things like good matches. Like this past week on Raw, one of the first times I've watched Raw completely straight through in a really long time, Riddle and Drew McIntyre actually had a really, really good match. A large percentage of the fan base might not have ever going to is never going to see that match because mm-hmm. they're not watching Raw anymore because right. of all those things and all those th- those issues that we talked about so many times on the show. Right. And I think speaking of um, Matt Riddle, he and Randy Orton are part of a tag team division that I think a lot of people criticize with WWE that they don't build their tag team division. They have a lot of tag teams, but there's really no stories behind them they repeat the same matches over and over again eventually they put a team together just to split them up like a month or two later uh and i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people love AEW too. zach uh, gastello on instagram said that the tag team division in AEW is over the top awesome and they cut straight to wrestling matches instead of having to waste time with backstage storytelling which is definitely true in both those regards where you have all these tag teams i think AEW has the best tag team and deepest tag team division, especially when you come with the top tag teams that they have. You have the Young Bucks, which a lot of people I know don't like them. I don't like them right now as the heels. Like, I hate, I like want to boo them. Uh, And they're doing a great job with their character. Um, FTR, Santana and Ortiz, the Varsity Blondes, uh, Best Friends. Like, there's actually good tag teams there that can work tag team matches, whereas... You know, WWE, they have the Street Profits. They have the Mysterios. And then, like, they don't really have, like, there's not really, like, formidable tag teams there. And as far as the other part, where they don't waste time, every show of Raw, every show of SmackDown starts with a promo. When are they ever going to start with just a match? AEW every week starts with a wrestling match. Whether it's good or bad, that's up to the viewer. But they always start with a good, with, they always start with a wrestling match. They've always said they're going to focus on the tag team division and they've, they've been true to their word on that. Um, I will let people kind of decide whether that they have the best tag team division. I, they, they're going to win that by default. I mean, nobody else right. puts that amount of emphasis on their tag team division right. like AEW does. So, you know, WWE, it's ne- they've never been dedicated. Well, I shouldn't say never. They haven't been dedicated the 80- to their... The late 80s and the early 90s, and then right. the Attitude been, Era. Yeah, that's really the last time that we saw them truly try to hype up the tag team division. Um, they've had good tag teams come out of the WWE. Um, you, you know, the Usos are good. Uh, the the, the, the New bar Day. Was, yeah, the bar is was good. Um, the New Day. But, you know, even with them winning the championship, it's like you win the championship, and if you don't hold the titles, you don't really do a whole lot. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that AEW, what if, what if, whether you want to say by default or rightfully so, definitely probably has the best tag team division right now. Right, and I think a lot of people, obviously as wrestling fans, they want to see 
wrestling. They don't want to see gimmicks. They don't want to see promos, although they're a big at like they're a big part of professional wrestling. But as Michael Barker comments, they concentrate on the old school route of the NWA and concentrate on great wrestling instead of promos and stupid gimmicks. Plus, I like the win losses and they do bring legitimate rankings for the number one contenders instead of no. just by popularity. No, I don't agree with that. The rankings are a prop. They, they, we've talked about all the issues with the rankings before. First of all, the ranking system is, is flawed in the sense that you, the top guys aren't always the ones challenging for the titles mm-hmm. and conveniently the guys who are winning matches on their secondary show somehow managed to work their way up in the rankings, which, you know, I don't, I don't mind. Know. I, I don't mind if they're winning on the secondary shows, just be people that are of relevance, not just right, an, indie, an indie guy that you're just signing because they're not getting work on the indies scene right now because of the pandemic. That's different. Like if, if let's say pack is the number one contender, for example, but he beats Penta. He beats Eddie Kingston. He beats Lance Archer. He beats all these people on the way up, whether it's dynamite or dark or dark elevation, he deserves to be the number one contender. But if he's beating JD Drake and Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Bononi and all those guys that have really no relevance on the roster yet, it's hard to make them the number one contender. And, and, and look at jungle boy. And this is kind of like a whole conversation we've had before, not on this show, but I, I'm going to bring this up. So Jungle Boy is about to challenge for the title. Now, if you go through and look at his record, yes, he won the, uh, was it the Casino Battle Royale to to earn the, so, okay, I get it. That's why he's in the position he's in, but he's also highly ranked right now because of his win-loss record, and a majority of those wins have come from singles matches that happened on Dark, which, you know, like we've talked about, if you're going to have wins like you just pointed out, and you're going to be ranked, and you're going to be the guy challenging for the title, you need to have some credible, notable wins to to support the build up to that match against Kenny Omega, Correct. which would essentially mean you're in that position because you've beaten the best. Right. Um, what I'll say about Jungle Boy is this: um, I think people throw the term "star" around too loosely with professional wrestlers nowadays. He's a star. He's a star. Jungle Boy has potential. I'm not denying that. Jungle Boy, other than his big win in the Casino Battle Royale, he's had some moments where he's looked really good and he's shown a lot of promise. But what has he done to earn that 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 uh, that name star? Like, it's right. not like he's a major draw mm-hmm. to this point. It's not like he's he's gone out there and he's beaten some some like it. Like you said, it's not like he's running through the murderer's row of top guys or top contenders in AEW. But somehow the fans accept him as 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 a star in AEW. Right. But when you compare him to Ricochet, for example, who right now he is one of the guys that is being uh, utilized a little bit more. He just had a win on raw over AJ styles. When you ask a, a, somebody who's not watching WWE, well, what do you think about Ricochet? What are they going to say? They're going to say, Oh, he's underutilized. So why is it that jungle boy gets put up on this pedestal because he has potential, but Ricochet who also has potential is considered underutilized. So because I do because think Jungle there's a little... Boy, because Jungle Boy is challenging for the title, whereas Ricochet. But but okay, but he's he's in that position based on on what he won a, he won a Casino it... Battle Royal, and the fans. This is part of where Tony Khan listens to the fans, where the fans say, you know, Jungle Boy has potential. They want to see Jungle Boy, so they book it so that he wins the Casino Battle Royal. And a win over AJ Styles isn't credible to people. It is, but at the same time, 
he was not seen on television for weeks on end, was okay. only getting put on main event, and now he beats AJ Styles out of nowhere to qualify for the Money in the Bank, really just to be there as a spot monkey for the match. I don't see him winning Money in the Bank. So Jungle Boy, if you were to think back to Jungle Boy, what's his most credible win other than the Casino Battle Royale? He doesn't have what's one. His... Okay. So why is it that Ricochet is considered underutilized when Jungle Boy doesn't have any credible wins or any notable wins? Can you honestly say that AEW has put Jungle Boy in positions to feel special other, other... than the win at the Casino Battle Royale? Um, no. I will no. admit that. So, so we're saying, okay, we're saying that we're judging him based on his ability in the ring, which is fine, but it's also hypocritical of the fan base. And that's one of the things that I point out to people. It's like, well, why does he get a pass? But then you compare him to guys like Ricochet. Ricochet is great in the ring. And you can arguably say that he was a guy that in NXT did more than uh, Jungle Boy has done in AEW. What Jungle Boy did prior to that win at the Casino Battle Royale was he had a bunch of wins on AEW Dark. That's like if Ricochet had a bunch of wins on main event. But for mm-hmm. some reason, Jungle Boy gets this pass and put up on a pedestal where he's a star. I don't right. agree with that. I think that AEW fans are more willing to give a pass to their guys that are performing IAW. Now, people are going to bash me and say, oh, he's hating on AEW. I'm just pulling, calling out the hypocrisy as I see it. That's that's my take on it. Right. I, I will agree with you on that. Whereas, you know, Ricochet is, you know, considered buried, not a star. And, and Jungle Boy is a star without really doing anything yet. Totally understand, but uh, I think you both have to see what ha- happens to both Ricochet and Jungle Boy. At least with Jungle, uh, with Ricochet, I'm sorry, there's a sample set there on the main roster where they haven't really done too much with him yet. There's not much of a sample set yet with Jungle Boy as a singles wrestler. Like he was being in the tag team division, they gave him the cool theme song. He's winning matches on Dark, but nothing yet on the main level. Now, if he goes on and has this match with Omega and we're recording this before the episode of dynamite happens, by the way, this comes up after, but if it shows that his ratings are, uh, go up during the Omega jungle boy match, that's got to say something. And then they start pushing them. But if it's where that match diminishes in ratings, eh, maybe jungle boy's not ready yet. So that's stuff like that. Um, I do want to bring up one last thing that is a huge criticism of WWE I kind of already brought this up, but um, Josh W says they tell stories. They don't show the same repetitive matches and they make new talent instead of pushing the same people, which kind of goes hand in hand with jungle boy here where they are pushing new talent and not just the same Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, you know, on on a repetition over and over and over again. Uh, I definitely don't agree with the last part. The top guys in WWE, yes, they've been pushed the last year and a half, but can you? That's not really much different than AEW. Uh, AEW has made certain guys feel more special. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, but WWE has put themselves in a position where they are pushing new guys at the top. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. This isn't the Cena and Brock Lesnar show. You don't have Brock Lesnar holding the title hostage like he once was. AJ Styles, when was the last time you saw him as champion? You know, so guys like that. Long time. So, yeah, they're giving opportunities to guy like, guys like Roman, and Roman's doing the best work of his career. Uh, they're giving opportunities to guys like Bobby Lashley. Um, Jay Uso, Big E. Yeah. Apollo Crews. Cesaro. You know, so it's not like they're not 
featuring different guys at the top of the roster. The problem is Raw's Raw is bad. Raw's terrible. Right, um exactly. SmackDown yes. is better. I, I think that SmackDown has a lot better segments. It has guys that are more in tune with their character and all that type of stuff and tells a better story from t- week to week. Uh, AEW, like I said, it, it they they have been able to make their guys feel special, and it certainly seems like their fan base is more bought into those people too, which is what you want. Right, exactly. And I I know a lot of people threw around the comment, long term storytelling, long term storytelling, long term storytelling. That's why AEW is better than WWE. Long term storytelling. Yes, they do long term storytelling, and WWE kind of does. They don't always do. But like Roman Reigns is, has this same story that's been going on for nearly a year. That's right. a long-term story. Lashley and McIntyre, do they repeat matches? Yes, but they've been telling this story between these two since mid-February. Since Lashley cost McIntyre the title and McIntyre's trying to chase it back. That's a long-term story. It's And yes, it didn't require repetitive matches. But they're not repeating the same match week after week after week. Like, for example, Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin, that to me, I'm not a fan of, and that's repetitive matches. That's where the criticism of repeat matches come in, where it's literally the same match, the same finishes, the same outcomes for the same story. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Right. How many times are we going to see it? Right. Exactly. Same thing. That there, I have a problem with. But if you're building Lashley and McIntyre, and they happen to have the championship match on the pay-per-views month after month. I have no problem with that because Lashley's the top heel and McIntyre's the top baby face. That's really the problem that WWE has, especially with raw is they have a top baby face problem. They have a top uh, heel problem and that Lashley and McIntyre are the only ones to fit that role right now. And they have a lot of guys in the mid card and tag team division that are just kind of there without real storylines and repetitive matches. So I I think, honestly, the criticisms that WWE gets are raw criticisms, not NXT and not um, SmackDown. Although SmackDown does do some of it, the problems are more raw. And because raw is the flagship, that hatred and criticism spreads around the other brands. Yeah, so that I, I definitely agree with that. And we also have to consider this. Look, AEW is still new. They're still right. new. I mean, WWE has been in business for what? 30, 40 years, however long it's been here. Well, Vince um, has had the company since 1982, I believe is the year he bought it from his dad. Uh, so we're talking, yeah, close to 40 years, 38 years, however long it's been. But um, yeah, so I mean, look, it's it's going to feel fresh. It's going to feel new until eventually, who knows, we might get to the point where it doesn't feel that way, but they ha- they have an advantage over WWE because they have guys that weren't ever featured anywhere before, not at least in a prominent role. Guys like Darby Allen, who is unique and can get over and connect with mm-hmm. the fans. Right? Um, does he lose that mystique? I don't know. I know at one point Daniel Bryan was the most over guy in pro wrestling, and he's still a top guy, but is he over to that point? No, he's not. Uh, everything runs its course, whether that's the WWE, whether that's AEW. At some point, AEW is going to peak, and then it will come back down. That's just the nature of everything. Everything has a peak, and everything drops. Um, I agree. How high that peak is and how far that peak can reach and how many people are interested in AEW, that remains to be seen. Um, And how long they can ride that out, that remains to be seen. I mean, you look at WCW, 
it was uh, the, the top wrestling promotion for however long. And it seemed like they were going to take over the wrestling world. It literally had WWE, uh, I don't know, months away from going bankrupt and, and closing mm-hmm. shop until yep. Steve Austin came along. And then right. they rode that wave. So right. that is the, the nature of business. That is the nature of entertainment. Right now, AEW is still at the infancy stage and how far and how wide they can reach. It remains to be seen. But for right now, it's going to feel fresh in comparison to WWE, which feels really stale for a lot of reasons. Um, and who knows if they can dig themselves out. Right. And I think also, too, there's a spectrum of professional wrestling where, you know, there's the sports based of it and then there's the entertainment space of it. And while... WWE is known as sports entertainment and people don't like that. It all professional wrestling is sports entertainment. It's just where on the spectrum it lays. Yeah. Now, WWE lies heavily on the entertainment part of it. Yes. AEW might lean more towards the sports part of it. Yes. But they're somewhere in that sports entertainment spectrum. And as a professional wrestling fan, you're going to like certain things and not like certain things. Is that make it is that make it that promotion better than the other? Yeah, in your opinion, but there's no fact AEW is better than WWE or WWE is better than AEW. But this is why we had this conversation to say, you know what? These are the opinions of the IWC. Let's bring it to a different perspective and have this conversation. I think this was a very good conversation, and you could continue that conversation by commenting below. And we also had some other conversations where we said who can beat Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. Click the thumbnails on the screen right now, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.